Hey, did you know that the podcast you're listening to right now is actually part of a network of podcasts dubbed the Amazing Friends Podcast Network, Ethan Parker Smith? I did, Griffin Sheridan. And did you know that for other great podcasts, comics, and more, you can visit SheridanandSmith.com? Huh. No shit. All right, well, thanks for the chat, I guess, Green Suit Goon. Oh, yeah, no problem, Griffin. Hey, I'll be seeing you boys around. Don't forget to, don't forget to plug that sponsor, though, all right? Yeah, yeah, man, no problem. We'll see you. Is... Hey. Um, mm-hmm. is he going to be dropping by before the show every week now, or? Um, I don't know. You know, we'll just, uh, we'll just see what he seems like a good dude to me. No, I, I know. No, I, mean, I agree. He can, I agree. He can stop by whenever he wants. I just didn't think, because I know um, we haven't done sponsors really before, but I didn't realize when you had a sponsor that they like stopped into the studio every time. Well, what he was doing, he was dropping off some new, um, some new copy, a new okay. ad for this to thing i got did he give us green suits let me complimentary green suits no we only get a discount we don't get free suits wow okay 15 percent. well i feel weird Um, plugging it if i haven't tried the product well it's 15 percent, but you have to you have to register for the the green card the green suit card Mm -hmm. which is a a, you know a card for the for the website specifically and you get 15 percent off and if we want to use our employee discount or sponsor discount we have to use either that card or cash you can't use like a regular debit card to use your discount so weird but okay know, i guess it works anyway he yeah he gave us this new ad so i'll plug that in we can take a listen to it right here okay Everybody, it's Green Soup Goon here. I know what you're thinking. Wow. My suits are boring. And I agree. Your suits are boring. But you know who doesn't have boring suits? It's, uh... It's me, Green Soup Goon of Green Soup Goon's Green Suits. Now listen, I got a passion for making people look good in the color green, alright? What can I say? I'm, <laughs> I'm a sucker for it. And I think you could look great in a green suit. So come on down to Green Soup Goon's Green Suits. You can hit us up at com and use promo code Green Soup Goon's Green Suit Day of the Green Suits Parade for 15% off. Green Suit Goon, Green Suit Goon, it's me, your friend Brown Suit Goon. I, uh, Whoa! What are you doing in the end? Well, hey, listen, man. I I need your help. My my suits—they're all brown, and that's not—that's not great. I, that's boring. I, I I don't like. I gotta it. say, I gotta say, I noticed this from the moment we met, Brown Suit Goon. Yeah. I I heard first. I heard your name. Yeah. I was like Brown Suit Goon. Yeah. What's he? Was he wear brown suits? Gross. And when I met you, I was like, Jesus, he does all the time. You can't help what you're born into, you know. But. That's true. But I, I took true. a look at the site. I took a look at the site, and I'm like, oh, a lot of these are really mm-hmm. appealing. Um, and they are they are great yeah. prices. Don't get me wrong, but I'm a poor man. Can I can I'm I ask can I ask which man. one? Uh, so, can I ask which which one in particular you had your eye on? Well, I like I, I obviously like the emerald green. Uh, of course, of course. But yeah, like I that's said, a bestseller. Like I said, great prices. But but me, I'm a poor man. I'm a poor brown suit man. So if I need a mm-hmm. little extra off the top, what can I do? Well, you can, uh, well, Brown Suit Goon, why don't, you know, we're old friends. Why don't you come work for me? I'll get you a discount on the suits. Oh. And, uh, we'll get, we'll get you out of those brown suits ASAP. 
I, I was thinking you were just gonna plug the the green suit card, but 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 great. If you're offering a job, that's fine. Thanks. Yeah. When do I start? Well, yeah, I did forget. I mean, if you didn't want employment, I also have a credit no, card. No, I'll take it. I'll, I'll take it. I. All right. Yeah. I. I. I'll what do find I do? Spot. To... What? As an employee. Yeah. Of green suit guns, green suits. Well, first off, you never come to work wearing a brown suit. No. Let me tell you that. Yeah. But also, you know, mostly you gotta come with a, a drive for people. Okay. You gotta come with a drive for you know. Uh, bringing joy to the folks that uh, are looking for uh, uh, something different, and mm. mostly you gotta like the color green. If I'm being honest, mm. um, is, uh, do you like green? Yeah, I'm, I'm warming to it for sure. I was always a brown mm-hmm. guy, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, but mm-hmm. I'm starting to see the appeal. You know, the suits are always yeah, greener course. on the other side. <laughs> of course, yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, I, you know, I don't mean to hijack here because you know it's not my show. Is it? It's your guys' show. You brown yeah. suit going end up purple suit going yeah. over there. Hey. Hey, it's me, Purple Suit Goon, and, uh, yeah, well, we appreciate you coming onto the show here, uh, Green Suit Goon. I mean, you know, as long as we've been doing Tales from the Retails, the podcast you're on right now, I, you know, we've, we've, we've admired you so much, of course, we reached out, we said, you Holy want to sponsor shit. the show. that line between ad and podcast intro was blurred. Oh, my God, I thought we were in an ad. That's the thing here is is Green Suit Goon is such an innovator, right? Mm-hmm. He said, "What if you didn't know the difference between the ad and the beginning of the show?" Right. Mhm. Mhm. And and listen, it's that philosophy exactly that's carried me through every business decision, every single That's you such know, good marketing that that it's almost criminal. <laughs> that was very good. That was really funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah I thought that was hilarious, yeah. actually. Uh, yeah, so, you know, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I got, <laughs> totally lost my uh, train of thought there because uh, that was such a funny joke you had. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, anyway, the point is, you know, Brown Suit Goon, I'm glad to welcome you to the team here live on the show. And uh, Purple Suit Goon, of course, you, if you ever come around on the color green, I know how much you love purple. I do. I do love purple. Yeah, I know. But take a look, and, at, these, uh, so you take feel a look at these prices. You go green for these prices? I mean, come on. <laughs> come on. My goodness. Mike, is that a three-piece? A three-piece <laughs> for that much? Your ass it is, yeah. All right, so I see I like the emerald green, mm-hmm. but I'm also kind of interested. What is what is this shade that's right pine. here? That's pine. Ah, that's pine. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's pine. See, brown suit gun, you're a natural. Yeah. You're a natural. I'm, you're I'm discovering my love. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Yeah, earthy tones for life, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, uh, Purple Suit Goon, back to you, man. All right, well, thank you, Green Suit Goon, for the sponsorship, and I'm sure Brown Suit Goon appreciates the employment. Yeah. Anyway, we, uh, real quick, um, we'll be right back with this episode of Tales from the Retails after this quick message uh, from our sponsor. Oh, hey, everybody, it's me, Green Suit Goon. Hey, have you ever been looking? Have you ever said, I really could, I see one of those goons over there, I could use a nice colorful suit like that. Come on down to Green Suit Goon's Green Suits. Get yourself a nice green suit. I promise you, you're not going to regret You can also visit greensuitgoonsgreensuits.com and type in the code greensuitgoonsgreensuitgoondeal, sale on the green suits, and get 20% off your first green suit. That ad was long as shit.
Yeah, weird. Also, was it the start of a was it the start of a podcast that then broke into an ad for I have no idea. Okay. I have no idea. That's some avant-garde stuff, honestly. Yeah. I don't claim to know a lot about podcast sponsorships. We did that one Audible spot that one time. Um, that was good. That was good. That was but, good. But but so I guess this is how they do it now. I don't know. I but I just don't I don't think he needs to stop by in person every week. But <clears throat> anyway, whatever. That's fine. Let's get started. Yeah, sure. Ethan. Hey. Ethan. It's the Supple Boys. Jesus Christ, what? (laughs) (laughs) It's been so fucking long. It's been 80 years. (laughs) Whatever the fuck the Titanic (laughs) meme is. Yes, hello, Supple folks. My goodness, is it good to be back here on the Supple Boys feed. Listen, uh, we know it's been a little while since our our last installment, but, you know, we've been busy boys as... uh, as some of the folks that we've been chatting to during the off-season know, we've been up to some shenanigans. Um, not narrative shenanigans necessarily, though. We mm. did get caught up in some of those recently as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but just doing what supple boys do. And what is it that the supple boys, which includes myself, hi, I'm Griffin Sheridan, and my best friend and creative partner, Ethan hey, Smith over there. Yeah. Uh, hey, buddy. Um, yeah, we've been doing what supple boys do, and that is try to make comic books mm. Mm. are we just gonna keep trying or are we gonna do it i don't know you tell me i want to do it okay well me too you want to you want to keep podcasting you want to make comic books now let's turn this off <laughs> make a comic book <laughs> okay okay sure sorry guys that's the end of the episode hope you like that bit at the beginning now, that was now fun. just a quick uh, word from our sponsor <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but we're back we are back with possibly the most important episode we've ever recorded uh, in our life because this episode of supple boys is going to be covering warner bros own monster universe Uh, folks okay so did somebody say it's it's march it's, (laughs) it's been way too long since the last episode it's been so long that Previously, this episode was going to be about the Snyderverse, <laughs> when, but, but mm-hmm. now that's old news. That's fucking old. And but now it's the MonsterVerse, which is also old news. But we, I guess, we just don't want to throw out a second topic. Well, um, you invested so much time because, of course, I did. I, I, this is my episode here. Ethan says, "What are we doing for it?" Yeah, I say MonsterVerse. I loved Godzilla versus Kong. I love Kong Skull yeah. Island, which Ethan had not seen. So I say. No. Buckle up! You're watching Kong Skull Island, I Godzilla 2014, <laughs> Godzilla King of the Monsters, and Godzilla vs Kong to That's right. top it all off. Um, so yeah, we can get into it here. Mm-hmm. First off, having having only seen you, you this had the, only seen the Godzilla spiritual 2014. successor to Ethan makes Griffin watch Sonic the Hedgehog because I did not want to fucking do this, and you all. loved, but you loved it. I had a tumultuous time <laughs> <laughs> with these four films. Yeah. Um, uh, before this, you had seen Godzilla 2014 before, right? That's right. That's yeah. right. Which is a and mixed bag. Yes, it is. So, 
I'll I'll kick it off here, I suppose, mm-hmm. and say yes, that I saw Kong Skull Island on a fucking airplane the first time I saw it. And okay. it was like six months after That's a good one for that. I mean, yes and no. Like it, what it what had happened though was six months or so had gone by, I think, since it came out, and I remember hearing mostly mixed things maybe even leaning towards negative about it i, I don't okay. know wow. i didn't hear anybody being like oh fuck yeah kong skull island um but here i was on this plane and they had that as an option and i was like yeah all right well fuck it let's just check it out got a great cast you know at the yes. very least that'll happen and then i saw kong skull island and i was like fuck that was good so the movie directed by jordan uh, how do you say that last name? Vote Roberts, I think. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, who had, I think, previously had worked in video games mostly, if I remember mm. correctly. I could check right. that right now, but I'm fucking not going to. That makes um, sense. And so what I love about this movie is not just, you know, we got some great performers in there, like I'd said, but Roberts fucking directs the movie with just so much energy uh, at yeah. points and there's yeah. just the action is cut so fucking fantastically it's shot so goddamn well yeah. and it gives you what the we'll get into it of course but what the Godzilla films have kind of always you know the Jaws effect of less is more right mm-hmm. um, sure unless we're talking about a you know there's one thing about like creating the suspense of you know the fucking shark in the water and it fucking finally comes up and bites someone's fucking head off it really works for one single jaws film but listen we've seen a number of king kong movies already right mm-hmm. and when we get to kong skull island it's just like i don't know if you're going to have the monkey destroy a bunch of helicopters and shit i kind of want to be able to see what the fuck is going on mm-hmm. and the movie just fucking goes for it and like yeah no. Here's King Kong. It looks goddamn great. Like the color in that movie is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got some humorous stuff in there that I think some of it doesn't always land, but for the most part, I fucking love it. John C. Riley, yeah. I think, is fantastic in it. Best part, yeah. Um, and of course, it's filled with all those fucking um 70s needle drops and yes. y- you know i fucking love when ccr is in there at all and there's a couple of tracks in there so yeah i mean chemical romance mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah they played black parade over mm-hmm. killing the yeah. skull crusher whatever they're called i mean that um, sounds cool what the fuck is that line that uh john c Riley has about the the bird and the ant <laughs> watch out for the ants you're going to hear a oh, noise yeah. up above you in the trees. You're going to think it's a bird, but it's not. It's a fucking ant. <laughs> <laughs> good bit. Good bit. But mostly I want to hear your thoughts because you, you like, you've just seen it more or less uh, for the yeah. first time. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, to backtrack for a sec, Godzilla 2014, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of really cool shit in there. I'm, I'm, so I have like a weird – one of my like phobias is mm-hmm. like really, really huge stuff, which sounds very silly. But I've always been really scared of really huge stuff for some reason. The level from Spider-Man 2, the game, where Mysterio turns the Statue of Liberty into a big Mysterio statue and there's, like, mm-hmm. UFOs around it, uh, that was one of the scariest things ever to me as a kid. Like, it wow. genuinely, I, I couldn't finish it. I had to have my uncle help me beat it. Uh, it scared the shit out of me. Um, Damn, all right. 
and um, and so big stuff has always been really scary to me and that's why Cloverfield is still one of the scariest movies I've ever seen is because that like that's like a very realistic rendering of like a giant monster in a, mm-hmm. in a metropolitan setting Godzilla 2014 goes a long way to kind of uh, catch a lot of that like I love the imagery so much that's in the trailer of like the flares dropping down and the smoke and then just kind of catching the side of him like he's a fucking mountain range mm-hmm. as these guys are parachuting next to him like but it's moving of course like that shit's so cool and just seeing the whole city having been like walked on like it's just absolutely like demolished in a very realistic fucking like 9-11 reminiscent imagery like very like very very effective there's a lot of really cool stuff in there but as everybody knows the characters are pretty like boring and whatever and like and so that's always been the thing is like i think the key to making these movies fun other than good monster action which is very obvious Mm -hmm. um is like i think your characters need to be cartoons because because nobody's there for them well, yeah, but I think yeah. So, so I think you got to do a little bit of work to convince people that your characters matter. Um, but, but I don't think you do that in the way of heavy emotionality, which is like where where a lot of these really like sidestep like like um, they seem determined to be like okay, well, you're not going to emotionally connect with the monsters, so you need to emotionally connect with the humans. Uh, and I just think like that could work, sure, but it never has. And mm-hmm. and. Uh, and and so 2014 the characters are fine but they're pretty boring like they just slide by as like passable to me it's so funny that they fucking off cranston in like five minutes uh, <sighs> such a bummer he's very it's good so weird he's he's great um but that movie's still pretty solid um otherwise i like it quite a bit um but i but i ultimately kind of walk away thinking that it's sort of boring um uh, and then kong skull island is yeah, might I add I real quick, like wanted. I started with Kong Skull Island because I was going in the chronological order, not the oh. release <laughs> order, Ethan. See, I was going with the machete order. Um, okay, yeah, where it's which Godzilla is just the release order. It's it's God's oh, sorry, it's Kong Skull Island, Godzilla followed by Godzilla vs Kong followed by Godzilla King of the Monsters. It just helps you understand Godzilla the characters more by the time you get to the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, Kong Skull Island is everything I would want out of a big monster movie, uh, where the characters are cartoons. Tom Hiddleston's just cool Indiana Jones guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Brie Larson is photographer. Uh, And then John C. Riley is fucking hilarious, crazy old man with a machete or whatever he has, Mm -hmm. a katana Mm -hmm. or some shit. Um, He's fucking fantastic, and he really, like... So you on the movie, and then you got Sam Jackson as like this, like, uh, <laughs> like just this like insane like villain. Mm-hmm. Like the shots of him like smoldering like in anger <laughs> across the, the, across the, the fire is Kong. like reflecting yeah. in his eyes. So yeah, good. for sure. So great. He really sells you as just like that a human man can be like Kong's like enemy, like the villain oh of the God. movie. Um, yeah, that's really fun. By the way, I really like Brie Larson. I don't make it, I don't mean to make it sound like I'm one of the anti Brie Larson people. Uh, mm. Her character in that, like, she's charming because she's Brie Larson, but like, but she's just a photographer is all I was saying. Um, she like she's kind of the less the least cartoony one out of them. Um, yeah, but. Uh, but the movie looks fucking incredible like it's got such a vibe to it which is so oh, like good yeah it's, it's like drenched in those like oranges and yellows and yeah greens. that poster that like very that simple kind of color flat poster of him standing there with like the sun going down mm-hmm. in the back and shit is so great it's such a mm-hmm. good vibe um so it's just a very like candy looking movie it's fucking awesome 
Um, and then the, just the idea of it, like, like the idea of like, okay, we're going to take these monsters and make it a universe. Mm-hmm. I think the greatest idea they had at any point in this was to make King Kong this kind of this like Hellboy figure almost, where he's mm-hmm. he's he he is the mo- the monster on an island of monsters that protects humans from other monsters. Like that's yes, cool as yes. fuck. That's so yeah. cool. Um, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think that's such a fun concept, and that's such a great way to kind of comic bookify King Kong. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's super fun, and that movie ended up being super fun. I liked it a lot. And it was uh, way more so than Godzilla. It was a perfect kind of kickoff for a universe, I think. Like, that felt like their Iron Man, kind of. Um, totally. And the way that it sets it up at the end, too. It the post-credits is, is sick. I yeah, liked it a lot. Leading right into the fight. Yeah. That's very good. Um, yeah, and uh, I mean, I don't know if I have too much more to, to really say. I think we're going to kind of breeze through it and uh, mostly be talking about Godzilla vs. Kong. But, um, yeah. I fucking love that the movie doesn't give a shit that that's John Goodman or that that's Sam Jackson. It's going to kill yeah. those characters. Yeah. Fuck. Yes. When John Goodman just gets snapped up. I know some people thought it was like like abrupt and that his character ended up like not really going anywhere or doing anything necessarily. And I'm just like, I'm, well, fuck it, man. I don't know. None They're, of them go anywhere or do anything except exactly, John C. Yeah. And, um, and they just... Oh, just wait, wait, wait. Can we up. talk about the guy that sacrifices himself for a second? <laughs> that shit is so good. Is that a joke? I think it's definitely supposed because, to come because off. Because like, I at played least... it for Ashley, too, and I was like, is this a joke? Because if it is, I, ge- I think it's genius. Oh, but, yeah, it's but, fucking But part of me questions it. Because I think it's supposed it... to be a mix of, like... It's supposed to be funny because it's so like, oh my fucking God, this dude. Like, it's so, at one moment, it's so sacrilegious of him being like, I'm going to do it. And and then the next moment, it's just like so brutal in the way that it just like flicks its tail and doesn't. It's the funniest like, thing in the world. For anybody yeah, that no. hasn't seen the movie, sl- slight spoilers, there's a guy in it that he's walking up to the big the big scary lizard thing on the island and he's gonna and he's helping his men get away so he pulls the pins on two grenades and he's gonna sacrifice himself have this thing eat him so he can blow it up and and he's like walking toward it and the score is swelling this like sad emotional music and behind him all of his army dudes are like no <laughs> and and he and he's like got tears in his eyes he's like come on you son of a bitch like and then and then the thing comes up to him and you think it's gonna fucking eat him and then it turns around and whips him with the tail and he just ragdolls a <laughs> hundred miles into a mountain and explodes but 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 the score stays completely consistent of the sad music yeah. over the top yeah. of him of him his limbs just <laughs> flippering in the wind as he fucking explodes into the side of a mountain <laughs> it's the funniest thing oh, in the God. world I think I genuinely think that's a genius oh, yeah. thing to do because oh, yeah. if the music had cut it wouldn't be half as funny it's that yeah. you see him <laughs> you you just see him the the, mo- the most undignified death of all time yeah. with the saddest music behind it. I, I definitely I, think that's it's the supposed best to, thing in that movie. I think it's supposed to come off humorous. I think the movie is aware of how fucking over the top it is, and I think yeah. he's just having fun with it at that point. It's uh, so funny. Yeah, and because it's it like you know you could have cut the score and played it as a much more obvious comedic beat, and that you know. I guess that could have worked, but it's just so much funnier when the score just keeps it's going. So like it's funny. so I, fucking dramatic. It's the it's most so absurd fun. thing. I love it so much. Yeah, it's that's, awesome. That's the peak of the monster universe, right? And there. that's and that's why it's crazy that like 
Skull Island and Godzilla vs. Kong exist in the same universe as the two Godzilla movies, because the two Godzilla movies don't fucking get anywhere near that shit. They, no. They're just no. always like, you know, it's gonna be... It's not like Shin Godzilla levels of what if Godzilla actually fucking showed up, but it's yeah. just trying to ground its tone in a much more realistic you know, setting, and I guess part of that is because it's actually like happening in, you know, U.S., or you know, actual metropolises across the fucking world, whatever the yeah. fuck, and not on a fictional island. But, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, we already talked about Godzilla 2014. I have no other thoughts other than third act is kind of dark. If you got a shitty screen or in your, or if you're watching it during the day, you're not gonna see shit. That's for sure. But, yeah. um, yeah, it was it was cool when I saw it, and then I watched it again. Um, ahead of Godzilla vs Kong and. I was so fucking bored the whole time. Yeah. Uh, but maybe not as bored or disappointed as I was when fucking Godzilla King of the Monsters came Fuck out. Because me. That trailer, guys, like, that trailer got me so fucking excited. Cause, dude, yeah, really? I, okay. Dude, I liked Godzilla 2014, and by this point I'd seen Skull Island, and I knew that they were working towards Godzilla vs. Kong. And so when this trailer dropped, like, I was like, oh, fuck yeah, more more monster movies, okay. Um, at that point, it was like one and a half uh, out of two, right, were, mm-hmm. were decent. And, um, and the trailer looked fucking awesome because it put every single money shot from the movie in the goddamn trailer. Oh, and yeah. what the trailer doesn't tell you is that half the movie is actually Kyle Chandler <laughs> running around with fucking He's Millie doing Bobby his Brown. Bottom, his, his little bottom <laughs> toothy mouth agape face. <laughs> Dude, guys, Ethan sent me a fucking screen cap of Kyle Chandler in this movie, and he was like, I, I just, I fucking hate, I hate this movie. I hate this guy. I hate his fucking face. <laughs> I, it's awful. He was so upset. He was so mad. I dude, it, it like took away all of the goodwill that Skull Island had built up. Like I was mm-hmm. fucking depressed mm-hmm. by the end of King of the Monsters. And that movie is the worst. It is everything <laughs> it is everything that makes me not want to watch a fucking monster movie. And it, that's it's, it's insane to say this about a movie where Godzilla fights fucking King Ghidorah uh Ronin yeah. and uh um fucking god damn it, uh Mothra. I'm really um, not that hard to please. It's amazing for you to take that and make that boring to me. Like because everything fuck. is blue smoke and lightning flying around. Yeah. It's it's classic like hide the shitty CGI and yeah. it's like I really don't know one that the CGI was going to be that sh- that shitty. It looks quite good, but also That's I fine. feel like if if it were not like the greatest thing I'd ever seen in the world, I'm not going to care as long as the action is dope enough. But yeah. even that the the action is cut so fucking horribly. It's directed so terribly. Um where Gareth Edwards like his like sort of leaned back approach to it of, you know, the ground level and really capturing that scale and that the scope of it all that, you know, everyone's kind of talked to death about that Gareth Edwards is good at that, blah, blah, yep. blah. Um, but fucking Godzilla King of the Monsters is, like, shooting the monsters in, like, close-ups and, like, mid-shots and oh, just, so like... Oh, so many close-ups. I, and, and shoots them like people. Yeah, it's, so it's kind of the exact opposite of 2014 in that way, but that's not what you're fucking looking for. Because it, then it's just a the same fight you would see in any other action movie any standard action movie yeah. it's just they're lizards and that's fine but you want it to be crazy you want it to be over the top and that's why Skull Island stood out amongst the two Godzilla movies because it just fucking went for it and it had monsters flicking people into mountainsides and it had fucking 
Kong throwing trees at helicopters yeah. and shit. And it's King doing things. Is mostly people sternly talking to each other in a room. Uh, and it's the worst. I, like, I, it's like, it's Kyle Chandler being like, I have to find, you know, my daughter or whatever. And then like, and then some military people being like, we're going to, but first we have to find this other lizard. And then that, and then the old guy with the glasses and he's like, nah, I'd, I'd rather be sitting at home on the toilet than be here. Like, it's like, oh, uh, uh, old man with glasses. Um, very cool. Very fun character. Because that is that is all of his humor in that movie is kind of toilet centered and just kind and like and I, I don't know what he, he's there for the dads in the audience I guess I don't know. But also like think about how like all the characters you described are more or less just like everyone in the movie is just like scientists. That's yeah. their character, right? And at least Skull Island, like we talked about, that none of the characters are really fleshed out. And of course, we have a lot that are just like army person, like you know military person, but. At least we had, you know, charismatic actors doing, like, the shtick of, like, all right, the cool guy, fucking Tom Hiddleston. He's showing yeah. up, and he's running around in a T-shirt. Uh, like you said, the photographer, she's there, and she's in she's in the bushes with her fucking camera and stuff. Okay, cool. And uh, crazy old man. Okay, these are at least three distinctly different characters, but the Godzilla movies are like, everyone's a scientist. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, that's not a lot of variety. Now is it? <laughs> it's yeah. kind of fucking boring. Um, so yeah, between, it, it was really, really fucking disappointing, honestly, watching that movie, because I went in, I guess, with, with higher expectations than I thought I would for that movie when I first heard about it, and, uh, yeah, know, was severely disappointed. Similarly to the funny bit in Skull Island where the dude gets exploded, <laughs> like, what is, what is in this movie with Vera Farmiga or whatever being the fucking bad guy the whole movie and then at the end she sacrifices herself and it's the saddest music ever and everyone's crying and I, and it's like who cares she sucks she's responsible <laughs> for so much bad shit I don't understand you can't just have somebody sacrifice themselves at the end and like have that be anything I don't that's know. that's Millie Bobby Brown's mom and you know she she was conflicted or something okay <laughs> yeah all right um, so yeah, I, uh, I wanted so much more out of it. And when I saw the movie, I was like, oh, there's the shot from the trailer. Oh, it turns out it's the only cool shot from this sequence. Mm-hmm. They like planned each sequence to have just one dope shot and they put all those in the trailer. So then when you saw the movie, you'd already seen all the dopest shit in the movie. And so do you remember when the, when the, there's like some rubble or whatever and the Ghidorah head comes out of it and it's like, oh, he's still alive, but then it's just in Godzilla's mouth cause he's eating him. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, that was. I don't. I don't know what that was supposed to be. I guess like, whoa, the fight's still going. I guess. I don't know. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. No, me neither. Um, why do which the is other why... monsters suck so bad when they all show up and they like okay, show some I, I, They're all boring. I will say, I do like Mothra in that movie. Like Mothra's I don't know. fine. I don't mind yeah. Mothra, but all the her, other ones are bad. They're showing up and like powering them up at the end. My yeah, queen, Mothra. Okay. Um, okay, but the main event. We can get to the main event because I think mm-hmm. we got a lot to talk about in supple suggestions as well. Godzilla versus Kong, everybody. Pretty so, good. So I went and saw this in the movie theaters. It was my my first real like go into the movies with like uh, with folks and trailers and the popcorn and everything. I'd been to a couple private screenings actually recently, like yeah. The, in the later part of the the 2021 act of the pandemic here um and uh, those were cool but it, you know it wasn't like 
it it still didn't quite feel like the theater going experience we were in the theater but it still felt like sitting down in the living room to watch a movie with your friends right which was cool um but this was like you know you're showing up there and there's like a buzz in the theater because everyone's showing up to see a new movie those other those private screenings like i uh, i watched a vertigo and back to the future in private screenings and so that was the other part of it too is that everyone was sitting down to watch a movie we'd already seen but this i watched this on my smartwatch. Oh, very cool. Yeah, Series <laughs> 6. That's got that it nice It does have Dolby surround screen. sound, though, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so I went and saw this movie, uh, expecting that it should be seen on a big screen, considering it's Godzilla versus fucking King Kong. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I figured I should probably see this in the biggest, loudest, brightest way possible. And it ended up being the perfect fucking sucker punch you in the dick, kick you to the ground, and say, welcome back to the movies, you stupid son of a bitch. Yeah. Here's here's a tight 90 minutes yeah. of the dumbest shit you've ever fucking seen ever, yeah. in your life. Uh, and oh, it is one the, of the dumbest movies I've ever seen. Ever. Yeah. Ever. And uh, on the drive there... Uh, my roommate and I were coming up with the uh, like our ideal version of the movie ahead of uh, immediately after saying, "Okay, look, we shouldn't we should go in with really really low expectations." I hadn't seen the trailer, I hadn't seen anything for this movie, so I, was, I had no expectations, and we were like, "Let's keep it that way." Then, of mm-hmm. course, inevitably on the drive there, coming up with the, what the perfect version of the movie looks like, and we were like, "Yeah, it'd be crazy that like we did some like stupid like sci-fi shit or whatever," like just like went crazy with it and. Kong's got to get an, uh, a weapon, and they got to team up to fight something <laughs> or some shit. And yeah, I don't know. Just if they would went in some crazy direction, but they'll never do that. They're not gonna do that shit. No. And then the movie fucking opened with Kong scratching his ass and taking a shower or whatever. And yeah. The yeah. opening credits are going so fucking hard with that Junkie yeah. XL score. Yeah. And by the time you get to the title card, it's just like, oh, okay, okay, all right. The movie seems like it's going to go pretty pretty hard. And then immediately, they're almost like, do you remember by chance this thing we've been mentioning in the past three movies? Uh, we've been offhandedly referencing something called Hollow Earth. Mm-hmm. And so as soon as they said Hollow Earth in this movie, I was like, no fucking way. Is that... Is that the thing they were talking about in Skull Island? Because I didn't remember it at all in the Godzilla movies. It is in there on rewatch. But um, but I was like, what the fuck is that? Are they going to do some... Are they going to Hollow Earth? And then they yeah. show up at whatever the fuck that actor's name is. They go to his basement and he's like, I wrote a book on Hollow Earth and nobody believed me. Weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Evil scientist man's like, why don't we go to Hollow Earth? I'm like, motherfucker. They're going to do it. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, we get... We get a solid half hour of some setup, some exposition, some whatever the fuck. Minimal Kyle Chandler, I'll add. Mm-hmm. For the Kyle Chandler haters in the chat. And <laughs> he's uh, fine. He he's is not fine. A, I don't like his character. And then they get to the first fucking fight out mm-hmm. in the middle of the ocean. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry, even before that though, like that <laughs> introduction shot of Godzilla, like he shows up to take down this whatever laboratory. And Pretty uh, good. the the camera says, "Yeah, we're gonna get right up in Godzilla's face, mm-hmm. um, and not in a stupid like fucking just close up like boring like flat on or fucking you know over here on the angle shot like the 
King of the Monsters shit was, but this was like a dynamic, like fucking right underneath his fucking gizzard, and like you can see it rumbling and shits flying out of his mouth, and his eyes are glowing, and it's like that's a fucking shot of Godzilla. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. And he dicks on the town, and of course that's why I gotta go and get King Kong. Fight out in the middle of the ocean was fucking awesome. It was choreographed fantastically, if you can call it that. Him jumping on the helicarriers, so fucking good. But the way that the camera's flying around in all these action sequences was so compelling to me because it flew around even even more than Skull Island. It, that sort of shit was going on, but like this one, the camera's like flipping upside down and shit, and it's getting yeah. some just some crazy shots of it. And um, pretty cool. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. I I don't know the the action was just stellar. They finally just fucking did it. They said fuck it. You're just going to see some dope action. It was exactly yeah. what I wanted. And then they were like, what if we did some stupid sci-fi shit and we shot King Kong through a portal and he ended up in fucking weird hollow earth land with weird creatures and he and he kicks their ass too. And I'm yeah, like, it's yeah, it's a really dumb comic right. book movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then he gets like his like they, they they go through a portal that goes like pew, and 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 they go into the hollow earth, which is a fucking monster dimension inside our earth, <laughs> in which there is a magic axe that King Kong can use to fight Godzilla. I wish the axe was a little bigger. I will say that mm, it's sure, kind of sure, small, sure. Uh, but it, and it, but but the fact that it's made of it one like of the a shards, Kate's, like big fucking. Oh axe. yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> the fact that it's made of one of the shards from Godzilla's like back from his, yeah, no, like, that's his cool. scales. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, and the way that he shows up, Kong shows up, and he's still king, baby. I don't know. Those like dragon creatures attack him, and he just rips them in half and drinks their blood, and it's like, fuck yeah. And that's really the the big strength of the movie, aside from the action, is the decision to just make King Kong more or less the main character of the movie. He's the protagonist. Like, yeah, that's yeah. kind of when the movie really had me because I was already really enjoying it. But it's when he speaks sign language to the little girl, I was like, mm-hmm. "Holy fuck, you're kidding mm-hmm. me!" All right, cool. I, that was the one thing that I felt like they didn't like see all the way through because they started having him do the sign. He did the sign language thing, and I was like, "Okay, that's fantastic," because you yes. know, especially because of the way that it even relates to just like actual science right we we've we've talked about yeah. fucking sign language and stuff that's very dope um i was hoping that he would be talking the whole movie <laughs> which i can test that would still be pretty fucking good um i love kong in this movie he's great and so like that alleviates the, the fucking problem of that okay well just an asshole. why we we nobody ever fucking likes the human characters everyone just wants to see the monsters but we also kind of want to And the human characters have... are still very bad in this one. Oh, yeah, big time, big time. But they're so minimal. They're so... I love... Looking... What's his face? Is his name... I don't know. He's Paperboy from Atlanta. He's... Brian Tyree... I, I, Tyree, Tyree Yeah, Tyree. I'm just happened to see him. I'm happy to see him in things. I'm, of course, he's he's being like the manic, like, conspiracy theory guy, mm-hmm. uh, which is not great. But I am just happy to see him in things. That's cool. All, uh, same for the kid from Hunt for the Wilder People and Deadpool 2. Oh, I like yeah. him, too. Um, I don't mean like I don't. I never. I don't want to shit on people. I'm not trying to. But but no. I, man, I don't. I, Millie Bobby Brown. I really did not enjoy in the movie. Um, I, like yeah. I just found, well, first of all, her accent is like really, really, yeah. really inconsistent. Yeah, and yeah. then and also like I her character is so just like she does things. She like like mm. people tell her to stop and then she doesn't. And mm. like I think that's fine. But I don't know. I just. I don't know. She likes yeah. Godzilla, I guess. 
I um, like it. She's, I liked Rebecca yeah, Hall. Rebecca listens. Hall's the only character that like I was like, all right, that's a person, and she's not over exaggerated, and she's like she's cool. Like I like I enjoyed her working with Kong and stuff. Um, For sure. Um, Julian Dens- Dennison is the name of the kid from Hunt for the Wilder People. So fucking good. Um, He's very also, good. Eliza Gonzalez shows up to be the fucking villain for a second, and then Kong smashes her yeah. ass at the end of the movie, too. Yeah. She gets blown up. Who gives a fuck? I love that. Um, and speaking of the movie having just a complete and total lack of regard for humans, the finale <laughs> in Hong Kong um, is insane <laughs> it's just nuts they you know they kick it off godzilla blasts a hole through to the middle of the planet so yeah. then he can say By the way, i wish hey Kong, get weirder. your ass up here it's time to fight bitch and he's like yeah, yeah all right i'm coming yeah hollow earth is really cool and i love that it's like flipped like there's like a top and a bottom mm-hmm. to it i wish it looked weirder i wish it was blue For or sure. some shit like because it just looks like a bigger skull island Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. W- w- and so like by the time Kong ends up there at the end it's like uh, yeah he's back on Skull Island but it's bigger and there's another one on top um, <laughs> yes yeah. but, but well, I, I feel you I, I feel you a give me a Star sci-fi. Trek red jungle or something give mm. me a fucking give me something uh, well I hope they're saving that for the sequel that I want them to make which is not Godzilla vs. Kong it's Godzilla and Kong and they go to space colon Godzilla. red jungle in space yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. so they're like uh godzilla kong um you know there's something on this planet we've discovered but we don't know if it's suitable for life we need to send mm-hmm. you guys there because you can take it because you're titans and, and they've got a real like hobbs and shaw dynamic mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who's the hobbs and who's the shaw that depends on what hobbs and or shaw are even like or about <laughs> <laughs> they're the original odd couple well you know because okay first off I'm a big Fast and Furious fan as well. We'll probably talk I about those when yeah. when um, Fast Saga Shaw, comes though. out. I've seen Hobbs and Shaw. I did not care for Hobbs and Shaw, uh-huh. um, which is a bummer because I do like their dynamic in the Fast and Furious movies, but yes. uh, the Hobbs and Shaw movie I thought was quite lame. Um, but, you know, The Rock is like, he's uh, he's no business. He's he's kind of like that sort of he's no all-American. He's no Yeah, he's like... He's like, we're gonna get, we're gonna get the shit done, all right? And who cares? Whatever, we'll do it. However the fuck we do it, or whatever. And and I don't know. I guess the other one, Jason Statham, he's always like, yeah. Well, I don't fucking agree with that. Now, do I? I gotta, I gotta do it my way. Which is Django Fett. Where did you come from? <laughs> I'm just a simple man trying to get fast and furious in the galaxy. <laughs> Um, okay, Hobbs and Shaw, fuck it, we'll talk about it in another episode. But yes, Ugh. Godzilla and Kong in space, or potentially Godzilla and Kong versus Alien and Predator. Mm-hmm. That'd be dope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you gotta grow Alien and Predator really big, or, or do make you... Godzilla and Kong mm-hmm. really small. <laughs> you shrink Godzilla and Kong. That Honestly, okay. that would be really funny if you made Godzilla <laughs> and Kong person size. Well, that's honestly a great next step. Like if you Because they just have to keep getting dumber, I think. I think that's well, the idea. It's so fucking funny if you shrink them down and then they fucking hop in a car and Kong is driving a car around with yeah. Godzilla there. And but there are people in suits. There are people in suits. Well, it's funny because like if you shrink King Kong down, he's just 
a regular gorilla now. Yeah. But you shrink Godzilla down and he's more or less just a really tiny, like, fucking chub ass dinosaur. Like, <laughs> he's got his fucking arms. That would be tough. <laughs> that would be so fucking good. Oh, my God. Um,. Yeah, and the fight in Hong Kong. By the way, I got Kong. spoiled about everything in this movie by my mother-in-law. See, so I, and that I was, knew everything that was going to happen. The, the other but. part of it, too, they they do the fight in Hong Kong in Tron City. It's fucking awesome. It's and then cool. Mechagodzilla is in there. Mecha the, I, I always movie. want the scale back, and there's not a lot of scale stuff in this, but mm-hmm. there were a couple of shots in Hong Kong that were super cool. I really liked one that was in like a conference room in a building, mm-hmm. and so the building's shaking, so the chairs are rolling around, and you see them move by the window. Mm-hmm. Like that was really cool to put the camera in that room. Like I like little things like that go a long way for me. I know there is. I think. Uh, at least a couple that were on the ground and they're like kind of swiveling back and forth yeah. between looking at, at Kong and pretty, cool. pretty good. I don't know who the fuck said we're going to make it Tron City but that was a fucking great production design decision. Fucking kudos to the team. Let me get the fucking director's name in there. Adam Wingard. Um, yeah. My man knew how to direct an action movie and t- apparently they're having him you know the the rumor going around is that he's doing another one for him so fuck yeah. yes I'm in. That's pretty cool. Um, I'm a big yeah. fan of Adam Wingard I was looking at his filmography and I like a lot of his stuff. I like The Guest a lot. Mm, um, I haven't seen it. Really? You really you like put it on your fucking list because you, you'll fucking love The Guest. Nice. Um, that is, that's an excellent movie. Um, he did the the new Blair Witch, which mm-hmm. nobody fucking likes, but I like. I actually think is like pretty solid. Like it's just Blair Witch again, but the ending is way more like haunted housey uh, in a, in a, in a fun way. Okay. Um, so it's like it's a very unnecessary movie, but if you're gonna do another Blair Witch, I think it's a fun one. Uh, and then VHS, uh, I kind of have a soft spot for, even though it's not great. Um, but yeah, he's he's done like a few things. That I was like, oh those things especially the guest that's a fucking great movie and i hear your next is is excellent as well but i haven't seen it yet which one is your next have i seen that one it's the one directed by adam wingard oh no shit yeah i have not seen your next but i I remember the marketing materials for it yeah um mecha godzilla's in the movie i had maybe heard that mecha godzilla was in the movie through a pop funko fuck you Mm. instagram and I don't like Pop the design. Funko. I don't like the design, but I like I I did get really hype when like the neon helmet oh was on God. a dude, and I'm like, yeah. holy shit, that's crazy! And then he fucking dies, and it's just going on its own. I was like, oh, yeah. okay, that's fucking yeah. sick. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind the design. Um, I love like the way that they you know had him work the fucking using the rockets to like power up his fucking hits. Oh, so yeah. good. It was so good. So yeah, great action, great fights, minimal human shit. I will say on the, I saw it in theaters three times, and uh, by the third go around, <laughs> I was feeling the first thirty minutes much more than I had the first time. But yeah, um, it's still minimal. I would. It's say. almost as if it's a movie made to be see- seen once. <laughs> Possibly. Um, but I also saw this in the uh, the Dolby theater. I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast before, but. If you have not experienced the Dolby Theater experience, uh, which I I don't know if other chains have it, but I certainly know that there are some AMCs across the country that have the Dolby screens in them. And uh, listen, I like IMAX. Uh, You know, IMAX has always been the go-to format. And, you know, going to see the Marvel movies or Star Wars or whatever the fuck that was until 
like uh, 2018, the summer of 2018, they installed the Dolby Theater in uh, the AMC that I would go to. And um, pretty if cool. you don't know where IMAX is all about like the screen size, and of course it does emphasize, it's got an emphasis on sound as well. Dolby Theater is much more focused on the sound. It's got that Dolby Atmos. Like It's literally so fucking loud. Like The seats are shaking, and every time everyone has their first screening in there, everyone's like, oh, I didn't know it was going to be one of those theaters with like shit in the seats that like rumbles you, like a 4D thing. And I was like, there isn't. It's just the fucking <laughs> sound that's just it so sounds really bad loud. for horror movies. It sounds like they'll scare the fuck out of you. Oh, big time. Uh, and then the image is fantastic because they focus on uh, brightness and fucking contrast. Yeah. So the blacks are so fucking good in these movies, and it just makes all the other colors around them just pop so nicely. Um, nice. That's a fucking look that I love. And so I saw this in there, and yeah, it melted my fucking brain. And um, I was hoping that Warner Bros. would keep it up with like the sort of just kind of dumb schlock. Uh, between Snyder Cut, Godzilla vs. Kong, and then Mortal Kombat. And then Mortal Kombat fucking sucked. Oh, yeah, it was really bad. There was literally, like, a total of 90 seconds that I was like, okay, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. No, I but liked the whole opening it. scene. I, I liked the whole opening scene quite a lot. Uh, yeah, right. It was I just as soon as we're that. introduced to Cole or whatever, I was like, oh, no. God damn it. And... I, I remember sitting there thinking, so I'm not a I'm not a big Mortal Kombat fan. Um, I've played rounds of Mortal Kombat when it was on in people's living room, of course. Um, and I like it, of course. Who doesn't love a good fatality? Um, <laughs> but I have no real connection to the characters of the world or any of it. And so when Cole is introduced, I'm leaning over to my brother who's played some of them. And I'm like, is, is Cole a Mortal Kombat character or is this <laughs> new to the movie? And... Yeah, he's new to the movie, and he's the lamest fucking character I've ever seen. I, I couldn't wrap my mind around how fucking bland... No, I mean, like we're saying with this, with Godzilla vs. Kong, who gives a shit? It's about the fight. The actor but, seemed fine, but the character yeah, is absolutely nothing. Nothing. He, he cares about his family. Yep. Great. Sub-Zero um, was dope, though. Sub-Zero was dope, and of course, um... Uh, Liu Kang. Liu Kang. I mean, he's great. Very cool. Uh, Kung Lao. Kung Lao hit him with the fucking flawless victory after he <laughs> sawed that bitch in half. Motherfucker. That part yeah. was quite good. Uh, but the rest of the movie is pretty fucking lame. And, also, uh, to address what this episode was formerly going to be about, we both loved the Snyder Cut. It was dope. I, hey, I, I, the Snyder I, Cut came out, and you know what? Yes, I loved it. Um, it was. It's awesome. I, and it, and it honestly makes me reflect even more positively on the previous movies i like because i yeah, absolutely I, it, it not being the dc cinematic universe anymore and just being Zack snyder's one and just really seeing the full picture of what he's doing there i'm not saying it's genius or anything but i'm saying i like it um and i thought justice league was a lot of fun me too that flash sequence my god oh my god it's awesome mm, my I'm, god like, I'm, it got me really hyped for the flash movie which i was not before so that was really amen cool. amen I gotta double check. Is it Andy Muschietti? Also, Mushietti? boo, fucking justice for Ray Fisher. Fucking goddamn, dude. Cyborg's my god, did Cyborg get cucked in that original one? He's my so god. good. He's the heart of the yes. fucking movie, genuinely. That's what they were saying, and it's true. He's great. If you want to hear more of our thoughts on it, we did do an episode uh, with Stegman on it, and yep. so that's, that's in the true. feed. Um, 
and I think we uh, we had some thoughts in there. Yeah, really, really good shit. And yeah, fuck it. I don't know. Restore the Snyderverse. I, I don't. I don't know. I at least I want to fucking see the future shit. Come on, oh, yeah. give him one more. Just give him one more. I agree. My God damn it. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? I never thought the Snyder Cut would actually happen. So this doesn't seem like a super long shot, but. It somehow does feel more impossible than just getting the Snyder Cut, which did already feel quite, like, not real. So, I know. I know. I don't know. Um, I want to double check. Who is doing the Flash movie? Is it the guy who did it? It. it oh, Andreas? Yeah, okay. Yeah, Andy, yeah, yeah. yeah. It is the guy who did yeah. it. Let's fucking go. Because I, I love both of the it's films, filming. and we've we've talked about that uh, on the Spooky Boys episode. Dude, so it's filming right up. now, and so is Obi Wan Kenobi. And Ewan McGregor says uh, that he has. Ewan McGregor says he has already filmed with quote someone special. Motherfucker, I'm so doing fucking it. excited Me for too. that show. <laughs> that is gonna be like. You can only imagine how it was for original trilogy fans when like they saw some of the promo material for. Uh, the Force Awakens, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, Han Solo was back, the Millennium Falcon's flying around again. Like, you know, they hadn't seen that shit since the fucking 80s. Mm-hmm. And so this is like that, but for the fucking prequel fans. It is, yeah. <laughs> it's it fucking, is. the boys are back in the town. The boys are back. Oh my god. They're gonna do a fucking flashback to the Clone Wars, and I'm gonna lose my mind. <laughs> I know. Yeah, me too. That's all I want. Oh my god. Uh, no, no, Dude, they're no. not gonna miss that opportunity to have the two of them with uh, Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka. Come on, come on. I would be interested to see. I I feel like they could probably end up getting a different actress for Ahsoka because the age difference is just so big. Um, I don't know. I thought they could de-age it somehow. Maybe it'd be too much. I though. mean, yeah. I don't know. We're talking. Well, I you know they did fucking RDJ man, RDJ in Civil War looked crazy. They did. Um, so I don't. Who fucking knows? I don't know. You know who else is getting de-aged, Ethan? Alfred Molina. Ah, uh, Andrew Garfield's <laughs> full of shit. He's full of He's shit. Definitely He's in, in that, that movie. movie. <laughs> oh my god, supple folks! How crazy of a timeline are we in that we somehow in every other element other than you know pop culture are maybe in the worst timeline but you know Uh in terms of nerdy shit hitting the big time we are in the best timeline (laughs) that's right what the fuck is going on that's right all right let's listen to some music for a second
Hey friends, this week's musical interlude is a track called Tricks by Australian musician Stella Donnelly. I was going through the Supple Jams playlist, which is of course available on Spotify and features all of our musical interludes, plus some other stuff that's been featured on the show. You should check it out. Um, and I realized we got a severe lack of ladies in the chat, so I wanted to go ahead and change that with um, one of Miss Donnelly's singles that I quite like. Um, I really like her stuff. She's got this sort of, you know, indie rock sort of vibe to her, and um, her album Beware of the Dogs from a couple of years ago is fantastic, and she covers a lot of topical stuff in there, and uh, but not in like a sort of, you know, I guess you want to say preachy sort of way or anything, or any, any sort of way that feels forced. It all feels quite natural, and honestly... I love her stuff, so highly, highly recommend going to listen to the rest of her catalog. Um, and yeah, thanks for listening, Stella Donnelly. Tricks. Back to the show. It's time for Supple Suggestions. We're back with Supple Suggestions. I know we got a couple of things that we're going to touch on. I also have a couple of things written down that I can't remember if I've talked about on here or other podcasts because it's been so long. Um, so we'll see. To kick it off, though, Ethan... Falcon and the Winter Soldier has <laughs> happened almost in its entirety between Supple Boys episodes. Wow, yeah, that's true. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, I, I thought the first three episodes were good, and then I thought the back three episodes were very strong, and uh, the suit is fantastic. I'm so excited. I'm so happy to see Anthony Mackie as Captain America. That's the so show had one job, which is cool. to make you understand why steve chose sam for cap and it Mm -hmm. fucking does that and i and i liked sam before but i fucking love sam now and and i'm so fucking happy that he has the one of the best suits in the mcu and he and he's he's in the role and he's he's does that speech that's so fucking good and he's he's captain america man and it's so exciting he gave a captain america speech he's captain america officially no um great yeah crazy how well that suit translated um the Isaiah Bradley stuff in particular was so good. the best shit for me. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, uh, Sebastian Stan's quite good. That scene where uh, he's like trying not to fucking fall under the uh, Winter Soldier hypnosis, like that first time he doesn't just switch with mm-hmm. the, uh, the words in Wakanda. Very good. Okay. Um, I'm just going to broadly cover a couple of different entertainment mediums because I've been taking in a lot of shit. Um so first off, I'm now the world's biggest anime fan. I love anime Let's so much. Go. What um, have you been I, w- I had seen a bit before because I've watched Naruto almost mm-hmm. in its entirety, and I love it. Um, but I've just never gone fully in on anime. But my God, am I burning burning through anime? Mm-hmm. Um, I, so Invincible was great. We we, we both love Invincible, uh, yes. which could be it its own fantastic. recommendation. But every fucking nerdy person's watching Invincible already. But if you have a hole in your life with, with Invincible being over. Uh, I'm. I just finished the first season of My Hero Academia, uh, Ooh, and man, it really Academia. fills that void. My Hero Academia is absolutely delightful. I love it so much. Um, Can I tell you something? Yes. I watched four episodes and I wasn't into it. That's fine. I I, I, I get that, and I've heard some people say they're not into it, especially big anime people. Um, I, I, it, it's super popular, of course. Um, but I've heard some big anime people say that they, they feel like it traces a lot of the steps of a lot of shonen anime, which I get. It does even mm-hmm. just take some things straight from Naruto, I feel. But that being said, I think it just keeps getting better as it goes along. Um, and so by the time I finished that first season, I was like, wow, I really love these characters and I'm really into it. So um, that's really cool. Based on the recommendation of our buddy Kenny Porter, 
Um, mm-hmm. I am nearing the. I, I'm about. The I'm, I crossed the halfway point of Jujutsu Kaisen. Ah, um, okay. I thought you were going to say JoJo. <laughs> JoJo's coming up. I've, I, Let's I've, go. I've, I've certainly got it in my fucking queue. But um, I'm about halfway done with Jujutsu Kaisen, which Kenny described as being good. Harry Potter if Harry Potter was possessed by Voldemort mm-hmm. um, and could like switch back and forth between the two. Um, and if the magic also involved, like, mar- if you had to do martial arts to do the spells. Um, and it is a lot like that, but it's also much more complicated than that. And it's also a gorgeous looking show. The animation is unbelievable in that show. Um, and fuck me. It's so good. I love it so much. Um, so I'm going to be finishing that fairly soon. Um, I'm also, I also just got to the end of the first season of Avatar, the last airbender, which isn't an anime (gasps) technically, but (gasps) it's very, some people do consider it an anime because, uh, I believe it's an american produced show but i think it was animated in japan so oh, some people okay. still consider it um fantastic anime. Uh, I yeah we've um i remember in one of the earliest episodes because this time last year i was wrapping up an avatar the last airbender watch uh and then also into legend of Korra, and i remember i was talking yes. about Korra on here i'm a huge airbender fan and yes. um so what did you think? Because I last touched base with you, you were only like a few episodes in, but season yeah, one, I have a couple that finale left in season is so one. I'm good. right at the end of season one. I think I'm going to watch the last couple of season one together just to kind of like burn mm, through the, yes, the yes, end of yes. season one. Um, I think I'm on like 18 or something like that out of 20. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fucking fantastic. It, it, it's a, it also just keeps getting better uh, with mm-hmm. each episode, I feel. It's very it's it's definitely building. Um, book two, or sorry, like book one is good. And I certainly think it really picks up in the back half. And the back half of season one is up there with some of the stuff from books two and three. But Mm -hmm. books two and three blow book one out of the water. That's what I've been Um, expecting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, for sure. Book two is my favorite, I think. Dude, the aesthetic of that world is so, like, (sighs) realized. Yes. It's like it. It, it ha, It's like I don't know much about the production of it, but it feels like it had to have been adapted from something. And I and I understand that apparently it wasn't, but it just it feels so complete. Like it just well, feels like a world with an aesthetic and characters that like it's just it's so well realized. I'll tell you what it's adapted from is just real shit. <laughs> That's why yeah. it's like well, they did that, such yeah. a good job of adapting it from so many real world influences from like. Um, Hinduism and Buddhism and like yeah. they just like translated so many different things from those sort of sectors of life and like added to like it's like a just like a dash of like fantasy but not like fantasy in like a western sense it's a very eastern sense of that and yeah. like the whole thing is like you know it, it just feels like it's got an almost dreamy sort of layer o- over the top of it almost mm-hmm. um it's very very good uh i love I it i'm, to, I'm to, to keep going yeah yeah i'm very excited i um i'm gonna finish that and then i'm gonna watch the m night Shyamalan movie which i saw when i was a kid oh, i saw when i was a kid and i don't and i don't really remember it i remember thinking the trailer was hype as fuck as a kid and i and i and i i think it still is um but uh, I, I know it's terrible everybody says it's terrible but i've like looked at images of it and like man like there's some cool aesthetic shit in there um and so for sure for sure i'm looking forward to revisiting <laughs> it but i understand i understand it's shit but i'm gonna finish the show then watch that then legend of Korra, and be ready for mm. all the new shit that's coming so yes sir um, yes, sir yeah. um there are some just bizarre choices he makes just like from a direction standpoint uh, although a lot of it just down to the actual filming um so i we'll talk about it later but um yeah yeah ugh, that movie so fucked 
But I'm excited for. I got one more anime yes, thing. Yes, real yes, fast. yes, yes. There's a brand new anime. I'm trying to, because I'm watching these like shows that have a bunch of episodes. Like Jujutsu Kaisen is just one season, but there's a bunch of episodes. My Hero Academia. There's a shit ton of it. But I'm trying to kind of in between completing like seasons and shows. I'm going to be starting uh, new anime that have come out like this season and and mm-hmm. last season. Um, and uh, and so the the I've watched a couple, but the one that I got really attached to. Um, is something called Odd Taxi. This Ooh. is uh, a really special show uh, that I think you should check out. Uh, and the idea of it is so fucking strange, but it's so cool. So the idea of it is um, imagine like a really, really like chill, kind of quiet um, aesthetic of mm-hmm. like a guy driving a taxi around and he picks somebody up and you're just kind of hearing the ambiance of the taxi driving around the city um and and you're hearing like him to put the turn signal on and, and, mm-hmm. and like and then you're hearing the person in the back thumbing through their phone and whatever yeah. and then they have a conversation about uh, you know um just between a taxi driver and whatever and like it's kind of this quiet weird kind of like you're just listening in on strangers kind of conversation but then like weird stuff starts to reveal itself through this kind of tarantino kind of dialogue um and so so that's already intriguing right and that this Mm -hmm. crime story starts to kind of uh bubble up but they're all animals right so the (laughs) the taxi driver is like a seal and like and he's like picking up people that are like baboons and whatever right and they're these very cute designs but they behave like people they behave 100 percent like people um Mm -hmm. and it's played very straight right um (laughs) but maybe they're not animals because what we see these very quick strange flashbacks that the driver was in some sort of accident and Mm -hmm. so whenever he refers to somebody as like the type of animal we're seeing them as they seem confused by it and so maybe we're seeing the world through his perspective and so and it starts to develop these very strange stories with really fascinating characters Mm -hmm. Um, and there's one episode uh that is about this dude that gets addicted to like phone games and stuff and it leads to him kind of losing his mind and it's a brilliant episode and it's paced so well and it's so fascinating like the character development in this show is so cool and weird and interesting and the aesthetic is fantastic dude the theme song is I'm looking I'm pulling slaps. a picture up right now but I mean pull up, fuck yeah, real, real quick pull up opening. the odd taxi theme song no nah, I want to save it for I'm going to watch this shit what are you streaming it on uh, Crunchyroll, you can do it for free there with ads. Oh fuck yeah! Look at this thing, <laughs> dude. Like you'll like you'll probably be hooked. It it is so good. Um, and there's <laughs> right. only six. There's only six right now. Um, I'm in. Dude, it's so fucking good. I cannot recommend it highly enough. Um, and it's very well, funny too. It's very strange. Um, that sounds fucking dope. I'm so excited that you're watching some shit. Um, I love it. It's keeping the, the fucking train rolling. Uh, I've been meaning to talk a little bit more about how fucking awesome this first half of the final season of Attack on Titan was. Um, mm. uh, so I was late to the Attack on Titan game. I hadn't watched it until last year, and then I caught up on all of it ahead of this fourth season, the final mm-hmm. one. And um, so I know, like, the whole production's been kind of fucked because there have been. I think between both seasons two and three, and then between three and four, there were just massive amounts of time in between right. these seasons. Um, so I know people have been the, the game of waiting 
fuck me has probably been so fucking brutal for people because it was hard for me to go like a couple of months ahead of season yeah. four. Um, but I fucking love season one. Uh, two, I thought was okay. There's some good character work in there, but it's certainly not as, as strong as one or three because three is also awesome. But I will say, because I don't want to spoil anything uh, really for you, because I think you should watch it, because I think you're going to Oh, gonna I'm 100% going to watch it. People are Let's saying this final season is amazing. It's yeah. awesome, because the way that the show, like, literally, just from the jump, <laughs> just the first, yeah. as soon as that first episode gets going, it's almost immediately introducing these things that it's, like, it's building setup for payoffs mm-hmm. eventually to come, right? And it sets up for it feels like three seasons. It's more like two and a half. Like you do finally start getting some shit in the, the very end of season three, but it waits forever. It tests your fucking patience to give you some mm-hmm. fucking answers to some of this shit. Mm-hmm. And, um, the biggest questions are still left up in the air by the time you get to the beginning of season four and season four, I was like, listen, man, they could botch this fucking hard because mm-hmm. there's a lot riding on this last season. And this last season has been giving me everything I fucking wanted. That's what uh, I'm hearing, man. I'm hyped <laughs> dude, for that. That sounds amazing. I couldn't believe, like, literally, like, the perfect version I had, a season four in my head, and they, they're giving it, it sounds to Sounds like me. it was set um, up to fail, but it's somehow thriving. Yeah. And um, the finale of this, this first half um, was bonkers and i i couldn't be more fucking excited the wait for this next episode is is just unreal it's yeah. insane the how how hype it is yeah. um so yeah you should catch up we should do an episode on the the first three in this first oh, half I'd of season to. four um, because some super compelling shit in there about war profiteering not even in the sense of like uh, actual like money per se but like profiteering in so far as like creating this cycle of fucking hatred yeah. um it's it's amazing how this show works so much better as a world history course than fucking any, <laughs> anything you take uh in in high school i would say because of the way that it, it frames it all um and i'm, I'm tiptoeing around stuff here because i don't want to fucking spoil yeah. anything so I I'm, say I'm more. unimaginably hyped for it. It sounds amazing. I'm Hell yeah. like, dude, I like the love that I have developed for anime in the last few weeks. Oh, is, dude, it has shocked me how deep it yeah. is, and, and and I just know that it will. It's a lifetime thing. Like it, this is now one of my favorite things in the world. Um, and, and yes. that, I, it's yes. that's so exciting because that's so rare to encounter as an adult. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's yeah, it's unstoppable. I'm gonna watch everything. And I'm sure the the stuff you've been watching is is fantastic. Like I said, oh, yeah. I, I I know people love my hero, but you're gonna like not even the tip of the ice group iceberg, yeah. man. Like AOT, yeah. I'm pretty confident AOT is gonna blow those three shows out of the water. <laughs> man. Um, awesome, can't wait. Less good was Uh-oh. Netflix's Yasuke, which um, yeah, is I thought sh- about watching that. I saw that pop up. So, it's a show that uh, Netflix is doing with. Um, the studio Mappa, um, who is the the same folks that are doing this final season of Attack on Titan, so very exciting. And I on think top they do Jujutsu Kaisen too. Very nice. Um, Might be wrong. On top of that, Lakeith Stanfield voices the main character. Oh, love it. Good shit, right? But turns out I got two episodes deep, and I was bored as fuck. It's uh, two, and that's two out of three. It's not like I'm two episodes out of twenty-five episodes. 
That mm-hmm. is a third of the show. And that sucks. Um, I was not compelled by any of the characters. I thought the action was fine. I thought that some of it looked pretty cool. Um, and when I, I say some, I mean there was like a handful of shots in each episode that I was like, okay, well, that's a nice shot. But that was about it. It's got a sort of like hip hop inspired soundtrack that is reminiscent of like um, Samurai Champloo, uh, which you haven't seen, but you totally fucking should. It's by all the I'm same aware of it. Did. Yeah, yeah, I seen uh, it, but yeah. It did Cowboy Bebop, which also you have to watch Cowboy Bebop. Oh, yeah, um, and that that one's very high at the top of my list because I've heard that forever, and yes. that one very that one appeals yes. to a lot of my sensibilities. Yeah, God, I can't wait to talk about this shit. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It just felt like it was... It didn't have any sort of voice of its own. Uh, it just felt like a whatever anime. So, Bummer. Also, what you should watch on Netflix, Ethan, is Devilman Crybaby. Um, Devilman Talk Cry about Baby? stylized shit. Um, mm-hmm. It's a very horny anime. Listen, man, you're going to come across some horny animes, okay? Oh, it I It just I happens. <laughs> it's a horny Cry anime. I haven't, seen, I haven't seen this on here. Oh, my fucking God, man. Like... Uh, the the style in that first episode i feel this like looks was, awesome good. yeah yeah it is <laughs> so recommend All right, well that's on my list very good very good um and i probably got some more but i i wasn't prepared to bring the fucking anime discussion i didn't know it was happening i did kind of want to talk about rolling in- and it's unstoppable um Real quick, I kind of wanted to bounce back to Invincible because it was very Please. good, and I wanted to talk a very bit good. more about how very good it was. Uh, J.K. Simmons is so fucking perfect for Omni Man. You look at Omni Man's face, like even in the book, and you're just like J.K. Simmons, and they're perfect. like, Yeah, J.K. Simmons, and you're like, Yeah, fuck yeah, he's so. Can't fucking believe how perfect. good of a voice actor Steven Yun is. Like, oh my god, there's so much emotion, and like he's mm-hmm. fantastic. We were just talking um, last night about the uh, the movie because remember they announced the show and the movie simultaneously and you know what i don't know if they decided yeah let's age invincible up a little bit maybe and steven yoon's gonna Mm -hmm. play him too and i would be like i'd be kind of fucking down for that too yeah (laughs) put him in college instead of high school right up yeah that'd be cool but Um, also i don't really want that movie (laughs) uh, yeah no after the show the show is so good show put all the resources into the show that's what i say Mm -hmm. have it go for a million seasons i don't care Go past the book. I don't care. <laughs> Have right. Kirkman come up with some new shit. Um, I get that. Which, uh, I, the, the one thing I really want to talk about is, uh, how I fucking love on the title card that's got Kirkman and Walker and Otley right fucking yes. there, based on Very the comic book by these dudes. And Kirkman seems actively involved. He's writing a couple of the episodes. Mm-hmm. You have to fucking love the respect that they're given to the comics creators. Um, and uh, that's some good shit, especially coming off of like all the MCU stuff that is so derivative of so many different comics works, and you know most people get a little uh, special thanks to. Yeah, and that's kind of a fucking bummer. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Invincible was fantastic. The finale. I just watched the finale uh, a couple nights ago. I was a little behind, and um, I've said this a hundred times now, God. but it made me sick to my stomach. It's it's so brutal that it actually upset me. <laughs> the terrain sequence no spoilers well i would get yep. you know if you have or haven't read it or whatever but um yeah good good shit i was very impressed um oh i don't know i don't know if i have any more words in me ethan i'm so not used to podcasting i have more so that's fine uh okay, the thing i forgot was uh i uh 
I'm also almost caught up on uh, Fargo season three. I don't know if you know is where Ewan McGregor plays twins, mm. um, and and That's one funny. of and one of them is with uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, um, and so there's like a rich skinny Ewan McGregor, and then there's like a fat balding pudgy Ewan McGregor whose whose girlfriend is Mary Elizabeth Winstead, um, and there's a lot more going on than that. But uh, I think that season was probably my favorite, and I know that nice. people don't commonly feel that way. It is amazing, and, and particularly because of the villain in quotes, the 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 big bad, which mm-hmm. is uh, Professor Lupin from Harry Potter. Uh, let's go, dude, David Lewis. He is terrifying in the in the oh, show. He's so good. It is an incredible performance, um, and like genuinely one of the most memorable characters I've seen in something in a long time. He's amazing. That season was amazing. I'm watching four where Chris Rock is kind of the big star in it. He's a mob boss. Um, and it's in the forties. He's really good in it. I like a lot of the cast. I'm, I'm nearing halfway and I'm pretty bored though. Um, there's some really cool setup. Jesse Buckley is in it, who is in the film version of I'm thinking of ending things. And she's in, um, uh, a bunch of other stuff. And I know she's getting a lot of praise right now and she's also great. And I'm most interested in what's going on with her character but we're mostly focused on like a dozen, like two dozen mob guys that I don't super find interesting. Um, so I don't know. It'll definitely pick up because Fargo always gets really hype in the back half, uh, but I'm not loving it as much. But season three, fuck, I loved it. It was awesome. Um, Hell yeah. I'm also, I, I've played a million video games, but the two most recently are Returnal, which is basically like Prometheus the game where you get stranded on an alien planet and like, clearly these like engineers have like created something that killed them or whatever um but there's more to it than that as well but that's kind of the vibe but it's one of those roguelike games where like every time you die you start over um and that's like canon that you died so you'll like see your own corpse and stuff so Mm -hmm. you just keep respawning on this alien planet and every time you do the planet has reshuffled like it's completely rearranged itself um and that game is wild like the controller the haptic stuff on the ps5 you can feel the rain coming down oh uh, yeah it, fuck it, yeah the ps5 the thing? haptic stuff is yeah. crazy mm-hmm. yeah um and then i've played uh, i've been playing resident evil village too which is uh, a lot of fun i'm very excited and mass effect comes out tomorrow so i'm gonna have to put resident evil away um Damn. lots of good games um yeah uh my roommates are playing resident evil i can hear them screaming downstairs sometimes it's pretty good um it's, it's a great game that's very good I uh, I did have something I forgot about. Um, I can't remember. Have you seen Love, Death, and Robots? I haven't. I have it on my list, though. Yes, sir. You should, because I loved the first season of Love, Death, and Robots. For those of you that don't know, it's a... Isn't Gillian Jacobs in it? Um, She probably voices something yeah. in there. I don't know. Yeah. Um, uh, Topher's in there for an episode. Uh, um, <laughs> great. But it's a it's an anthology series, primarily animated, um, where each episode is by I think a different studio, and it, they've all got vastly different animation styles, and they're all just kind of vaguely about like machines and technology, and you know in this sort of similar technology. sense of technology, um, that like Black Mirror is always about the repercussions of certain technologies and social impact or whatever, and. Um, some of these have that same sort of vein, but the real thing about them, besides the fact that they're, they all look different, and that's always refreshing, but they all vary in runtime. So some of them huh. are like five minutes, some are like ten, and but none of them crack like twenty. They're all so very like short. The animatrix of its time. 
Fuck you're goddamn right it is. <laughs> I didn't see the Animatrix, but sure. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> um, so the thing about it is that's so great is that if you're just looking to like pause for a second and just watch, you know, whatever. Maybe you're you're taking a poop. Maybe you're just looking for something to watch while you're munching some cereal or something in the morning. You can pop on one episode of this, two episodes, three. Thing is, like, you can just kind of decide, all right, I'll watch this for 15 minutes. And you can watch three whole stories and then continue going about your day. And so it's, like, right in the middle of, like, you know, quibby, gross, little two-minute bite-sized TV show. No, thank you. And then Zack Snyder's four-hour-long Justice League cut is on the end, the other end of the spectrum, and somewhere towards the the uh, the lighter half of the spectrum. If you're looking for something quick, but not like just fucking brain dead, uh, that shit is so good. And season two, can I two, just say that I like the idea of the bite-sized stuff, like that part of Quibi? I think is cool, mm-hmm. like the verticality of it and whatever. Like who? That's I don't I don't I don't know what like obviously so many decisions were made there. But yes. I do, I do like the bite-sized idea. I think that's fun because I think that was sure. a fun challenge. Because obviously they bought a lot of movies and then just chopped them into ten-minute chunks or whatever, which is very bizarre. But I think it's a cool challenge to keep a show interesting in ten-minute intervals and keep you coming back in very kind yeah. of brief. I, I like. I, I thought that. I think that part was actually a fun idea. Um, For sure. Um, but season two of Love, Death, and Robots comes out actually tomorrow, as of recording. Right, this is Thursday, that. the thirteenth. It comes out Friday. Uh, the 14th so um, I'm hoping to get this episode this out this weekend yeah so yeah. if you're listening um, check those out uh, yeah. you got two seasons of it to go through now and yeah they're all fantastic dope I love it dope. Uh, was there anything else uh, um, I, I read some books I read The Fisherman which is really cool cosmic horror it's it's dope. it's very Lovecrafty, and cool. I love everything in there I thought it was bloated but it is really well written I thought it was really cool I don't know if I said the title. It was The Fisherman. Mm-hmm. And I also read Woman in the Window, which is an Amy, Amy Adams movie coming out on Netflix. Uh, mm-hmm. And, like, maybe tomorrow. It's, it, I believe it's this weekend. Uh, that is pretty solid. It's got some fun twists in there. And Thank I'm ca- I'm almost caught up on all the High Republic stuff. I, re- I read A Test of Courage, which is the all-ages one. Really expected something much more kiddy, but it's it's a it's one of those really great all ages stories where it's aimed at kids and the characters are kids, but it deals with like the death of your mentors and kind of mm. dealing with that and and so like there are multiple characters grieving mentor figures, um, and so it's got that bit of darkness that makes a really good all ages story. And I just thought it was a fantastic Star Wars story. I loved it. Um, and I'm halfway through. Um, the claudia gray into the dark one i started that the other day and i'm halfway through that um and that one is also really cool and really good i'm that both of them are way better than i expected um and i don't know why i didn't expect them necessarily maybe because they're not like the main line in quotes of the high republic they're both fucking great i both I, i like them both a lot um so that's cool fuck yeah man i'm glad to hear it um, we'll come I, back later and talk about comic stuff because I don't have a lot of comic stuff right now, but I'm catching up and I would like to talk about comic stuff soon. Yeah, and I got a fat stack. I got not. I don't have much to fucking add right now. War of the Bounty Hunters is great. I oh, love fuck it. yeah. Charles Soule is a madman. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's it. Welcome to, welcome back to Supple Boys, everybody. Welcome back. Um, you know what we're doing next time? You know what we're doing next time? Those two movies. We're talking about two movies that I've wanted Griffin to watch for probably years at this point. Mm-hmm. 
and everybody should watch them and show up for the discussion next time because we're going to be talking spoilers but i want everybody to see these two movies one is called resolution and one is called the endless um and uh they are both directed by i believe it's uh is it aaron let me let me check their names uh it's a duo of directors so they're kind of the supple boys of their day um <laughs> fuck yeah when is their day <laughs> uh right now <laughs> oh shit uh, the, the, it's a duo of directors named aaron moorhead and justin benson um and listen i'm not going to dive into it we'll talk about it but fucking watch resolution and the endless if you can by next episode uh i'm very excited for that discussion that's going to be really interesting he has been hyping these up for literal years folks and yes. um he's always telling me go in with no expectations don't look into it don't yeah, see don't the trailer, look up nothing. anything yeah rent the movie and that says resolution on it and don't look at a trailer or anything and to this day i haven't um so i'm still excited uh to see this shit also mm-hmm. i lied i do have one more recommendation Uh-oh. ethan did you watch the mitchells versus the machines the new oh, no, no, netflix no, no, but movie I'm going to. by yeah yeah, my family um, freaked out about it. They love it. All right, let me pull up because, of course, it's produced by Lord and Miller, the right. boys. Um, the boys. I fucking love everything they're doing. Like, turns out, like they just fucking know what they're looking for, and they seem really hands-on as producers, and in, in a way that Absolutely. feels like a lot of other producers aren't. But not, in, it doesn't seem like in any sort of restrictive sense because you didn't get the sense that the three directors on Spider-Verse were fucking pissed that Lord right. Miller were so involved. And mm-hmm. uh, this movie is directed by a Michael Rianda. Rianda, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing. Um, but there's still some, like, Lord and Miller fingerprints all over the goddamn thing. And, yeah, um, it looks fantastic. It, it, Yeah, no, the animation is Oh, I didn't insane. even mean the looks. I mean, and it looks fantastic, but also, yeah, it looks fantastic. It looks fantastic, and there's so much style and character mm-hmm. to the fucking movie. It doesn't look like any other animated movie uh, that I can recall recently for, like, mainstream family stuff. Um, in the, just in the same way that, like, Lego movie, fucking Spider-Verse, of course, and this, they all have very distinct looks, and they all yep. feel very fun. They've all got a very signature sort of uh, style to them. That's just awesome. Those boys, that's, like, what, that's what we want to be. We want to be those it. boys. The Lord and Miller of comics, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, so, you know, Sony's probably just shitting themselves that they did it again because this is another Sony Imageworks. And Sony Imageworks is just killing the fucking game uh, between are. this and, and Spider-Verse. And uh, I know people love... Um, well, who did um, fucking... How to Train Your Dragon was that Sony? No, that was DreamWorks. That's DreamWorks, yeah. yeah. Um, but regardless, uh, the Mitchells vs. Machines and Spider Verse, of course, I think are better than fucking any of the recent Disney shit by like miles, honestly. Okay. Um, did you see Soul? I did see Soul. I liked Soul Soul's quite fantastic. a bit. So I should I say Disney like the Disney proper, not Pixar stuff. Oh, okay. I yeah. like Ryan the Last Dragon a lot, but. I have not seen it, so it, it's to, not the deepest movie. But Ryan the Last Dragon has a fantastic aesthetic and a really cool world that, that I actually want to see more of, uh, which is a really cool. I uh, I yeah. don't know if I'll make it to the theater to see it, and I don't quite feel like spending thirty. So once it hits main Disney Plus, I will certainly check it out because yeah. I do I do like the Disney animation stuff. Like I a watched lot of the Raya stuff and then I watched yeah. Moana and I liked it way okay, more. Okay, Moana. Moana's fucking. Whoa, really? I fucking love Moana. I, I think Moana's... I thought it wasn't great. Um, oh, damn. I, okay. The mu- the music in Moana is unreal. Like, it's so good. Uh, mm-hmm. 
but I don't I didn't really enjoy Maui and Moana and I thought the whole third act was a mess of Moana but uh, but oh, I, I thought I, it was beautiful <laughs> I thought it was yeah, beautiful it didn't, it, didn't, it didn't work for me at all but um the aesthetic was amazing and the music was fantastic but Raya I had way more fun with okay interesting yeah I'm eager to check it out then um uh yeah you should watch Mitchell's in the machines yeah uh, either with Ashley or if you want to get the whole the whole family rounded up mm-hmm. or whatever the bit with um, Moana's grandma like did make me cry though mm-hmm. but I'm talking oh, the back dude, half of the she movie gives, you know, she walks that shot of her walking up to the big lava monster mm. and, like and the waves are fucking oh, very fucking good god that was very good and gives Tahiti back her heart and the earth yes. blossoms and it's full of life again yes. and it's so much better because we're not fucking the environment um yes. But in real in real life, we're really fucking the environment. Big so, time. Um, okay, I think that's it. Welcome back. That's to a lot of Boys. things that we like, and we're gonna have a shit ton more next time. Whoa! The next I can't wait. Come out faster. We promise. So, yeah. Like yeah. It will it, not be that long of a wait. There's again. there's always the the break in between the narrative stuff, and then we'll get back in by narrative between stuff. Between the I what mean, stuff, you know. Like, you know, whenever we get sucked up into narrative shenanigans, you just, you oh, know, yeah, it, yeah. it happens every once in a while. Sometimes we'll just run into evil doppelganger versions of ourselves and it'll be crazy for a You minute. can imagine but, we need downtime after that. Yeah. Like, we gotta on. be able to, yeah, a little have, bit of bounce back. I have a little back. respect here, people. Um, uh, this is one of three shows on the Amazing Friends Podcast Network. <laughs> we also do shows for <laughs> two comics creators three comics creators that are far more famous than us including stegman and his amazing friends with ryan stegman and devil's advocates book club with donnie cates and megan hutchinson cates um we're talking about why the last man over on book club stay tuned for mm-hmm. part two of that episode and of course over on stegman we're just doing a bunch of fun shit all the time with uh whoever ryan's getting on the show and sometimes mm-hmm. we have kenny porter on there for kenny porter's quarterly reporterly and Kenny's guy. the best man uh, check out his book Fearless is on shelves now we've been talking yeah. about it and I can't plug it enough because my man killed it um, thanks so much for listening everybody you can go to SheridanSmith.com for merch the Patreon we uh, I think we might have mentioned the Supple Hangout we had the Supple Hangout last night uh, for some of our Patreon supporters that and was it was fun. a whole lot of fun we missed all your faces it was so great chatting with you and we can't wait to do it again and if you're interested you can go to patreon.com slash sheridan and smith to learn more yes. uh follow us on twitter at supple boys i'm at griff sheridan ethan's at tales to astonish we appreciate you guys listening if you enjoyed the show leave a review on apple podcasts we'll check it out sometime or you can send us an email at suppleboys at gmail.com mm-hmm. ethan we're about to hit our tight 90 we're 60 oh, seconds away 90. from the That's tight 90 Actually, you asked for under tight 90, so we got to wrap it up in, uh, in stop 50 in the seconds. 40 seconds, yeah. Holy yes. shit. Oh, uh, bye. Bye. Oh, um, like what you like and don't be a dick. Hey, did you know that the podcast you're listening to right now is actually part of a network of podcasts dubbed the Amazing Friends Podcast Network, Ethan Parker Smith? I did, Griffin Sheridan. And did you know that for other great podcasts, comics, and more, you can visit SheridanandSmith.com? Huh. No shit. (laughs) Yeah.